Death is an unavoidable aspect of living a full life. At some time, we'll all reach a point of helplessness when our pets can no longer be saved and their last days are spent in miserable conditions. All hope will be lost for our cherished pets since they will be in grave phases of illness. We're well aware that this isn't a quick or tranquil procedure. It might last for days or even weeks, and they have to put up with it. Well, on this episode of Hartford Business Beat, I'm speaking with a young lady that actually helps with this, and it puts the pets and the family more at ease. Go ahead and hit that intro, and let's get this thing started. Welcome to Hartford Business Beat, featuring members of the Hartford County Chamber of Commerce, sponsored by Hartford County Living, bringing you all the good positive news, businesses, events, organizations, people, and just everything great here in Hartford County. Go to HartfordCountyLiving.com and find out more. I'm your host, Rich Bennett. Let's go meet some members of the Chamber. I'd like to welcome everybody to Hartford Business Beat. Today, I am sitting here with Dr. Shannon Skavakis of Eternal Paw Prints. And when I first met her, which was through Virtual Happy Hour, right? Mm-hmm. And then you called me and you're explaining Eternal Paw Prints to me. And I was just blown away because I've never heard of this type of business before. Uh, which we'll get into in a minute. But first of all, welcome. Thank you. It's great to finally meet you in person. <laughs> um, heard a lot of great things about you uh, before we started talking. I was uh, told you how a couple people I talked to. Uh, one has used your service. Actually, I talked to two other, another person that has used your service too, and said that you're just the greatest thing they ever done was come to you. Um, so Eternal Paw Prince, explain what that is first because it's. I always thought you were the only one here doing it, but you corrected me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> explain to everybody what Eternal Paw Prince is and what you do. Because when I first saw it before I actually met you, I thought you would like, you know, when somebody lost their pet, you would create art and frame it. That's what I thought it was. I was wrong. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Eternal Paw Prints is, um, the full name, business name is Eternal Paw Prints Veterinary Hospice. Uh, Eternal Paw Prints for short, because that's just easier to say. Yes, uh, I can't even say vet, vet. Veterinary. I can say veteran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Complete, completely okay. different. So. Uh, so basically what I provide is I'm, I'm a veterinarian, and I provide in-home hospice and euthanasia um, for terminally ill or geriatric pets. And so hospice care is just like we think of with human hospice, um, just providing quality of life and betterment for, an, you know, an ailing pet. Um, maybe they can't go to the vet clinic anymore. You don't want to mm-hmm. do blood work twice a year or, or whatever, but you want to make their quality of life better. Um, we do that. And then I talk to the families about, okay, what is your pet going through now? How are things going to progress? And really two-thirds of that appointment is counseling owners on how to monitor and measure their pet's progression so they can determine when it is time for euthanasia. Right. And so, you know, 
I try, I do try to improve on the pet's quality of life, but sometimes the veterinarian that they see all the time has done a great job. And then it's just a conversation and education. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I do the euthanasia part as well. And so it's all in the home and cats or dogs. I don't do any large animals right now. Um, you know, horses or things like that, but, um, if somebody brings that into their house, no, but I do get asked. Well, they have the barns. You know, okay. I do yeah. get asked. Do you do pigs? Do you do goats? Do you, you know the people who have mini farms in their back of their yards and things right. like that? But yeah, so it's just in the home, and I provide, um, you know, as peaceful as possible and as stressless as possible. Uh, time to say goodbye, and you get paw prints, and you get locks of fur, and I do handle aftercare. Um, if that's something that a family needs. Uh, aftercare? Yep. So aftercare is when a pet passes away and you need to do something with their body, right? Okay. And so I do work with a crematory um, and I handle all that. So we try to make the death process easier because the death part I can't fix. We're right. all going to die. Death is inevitable, right? So, But I can do my best to make that process as easy and as comforting as possible so that we can all say farewell to our pet the way we want to. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, and you hear, and usually you can tell the ones that aren't pet owners, uh, they'll say, oh, it's it's just a pet. Well, those pets are family members. Right. You know, I mean, you have, God, I've seen some people have their dogs up to, I think the longest I've seen was like 15 years. Mm -hmm. Some are probably longer than that. Right. Uh, somebody I just talked to had a cat up to 19, 19 years for a cat. Um and well, some of your bigger animals you talk about can last longer than people do, but they get attached to them, and especially the kids. And you know, you because I've never heard of anybody going in the house like the home hospice. So explain that because I think that's um, helps with the family as well. And you tell them to bring the kids in as well, don't you? Yeah. So with the the hospice. Uh, appointment it can be anywhere from you know the pet has only got a few days and you want right. you want to know how to monitor them or a few weeks or several years you know another year or so things like that and you want the whole family to be involved because especially the ones that are living there <clears throat> because they're the ones that are going to be able to be part of this monitoring process and then when it comes down to the euthanasia yeah we want everybody to be part of this conversation mm -hmm. um, because like you said this is a family member and even if you, you think of, you know, you're kind of old school and you think of, oh, well, it's just a dog, there's still a bond there. Yeah. And that's what we're really talking about is this human-animal bond that um, losing that, that bond that you have with that pet that they brought to you um, is difficult. And how do you deal with that? And so I always encourage um, kids to be involved, especially little ones. They're, yeah. They're more robust than you think they are. But – also, too, it's we need to normalize death. Death mm -hmm. is not shouldn't be a scary thing. And I, I have a young one and I, I understand as parents, we want to protect our children from them feeling any negative emotions. Right. But this is the real world and they need to deal with this now. And if they see that they have a really good, peaceful experience, they can go through it. And honestly, it benefits them as adults when they're pet owners and they have to make this decision. And so, yes, as parents, we're thinking about them now, but let's think about them when they're adults. And let's think about those animals that are going to suffer longer right. because their kids never went through this. 
And I've had adults tell me, oh, this is so hard. My parents lied to me. They were upset because now they've had to make this decision for their pet and they don't know how to do it well because yeah. they weren't allowed to process it when it happened as a child. Um, and, and they're great. I've had all sorts of um, you know, kids that they're just hugging, they're feeding the dog or the cat as it's falling asleep with the sedative. I had this family with three young boys with this, um, like a 50 pound dog and I have a light stretcher and I, I nicely put them on the stretcher and right. take them. Right. They all wanted to help carry the stretcher. So really? they yeah, they were, they were pallbearers is what we, you know, and they were all excited and they're like, Oh, I want to help. They wanted to be involved. I had another family, it was a cat, and it was this 10-year-old's cat that the parents, I almost said owners, the parents uh, didn't want to subject their child to losing his best friend. And I said, right. well, how old is he? And they're like, oh, he's 10. I'm like, he's old enough to, un he knows what death is. He's old yeah. enough to, why don't you go ask him? He was braver than the parents. And he came <laughs> oh, up and he was part of the process the whole time. And so, yeah, so being the kids there or other companion pets. I always want other companion pets to be there because pets. Can, yeah, I was going to say grieve. pets sense that stuff. Well, and they do grieve. We know that when they lose their human companion in the home, yeah. you know, or 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 when they do lose their other companion, they do grieve. And the thing is, is that pets don't live for the future. They live for the now. Right. And so they will sense that their companion, cat, dog, whatever, is sick but that doesn't mean that they know that this that pet is dying right um and so when the pet that passed away just up and disappears and the other family pets just can't find them they yeah. don't know that that pet passed away but if we have seen that if we let them be part of the process smell their friend their companion and then they'll still look for them but the grieving process is less traumatic it's a shorter process it may not even happen yeah because they've got that closure and so it's better for it, and it's just better for everybody even my colleagues they do a, they try to do a great job but i do have colleagues who euthanasia is the worst part of their is the worst part of their job they hate it because they don't they don't feel comfortable killing things or they feel right. like a failure because they couldn't fix this or couldn't do that or whatever but there's no pain to the animal right right but they feel like they because we're all caregivers they feel like they we're are. all we want to fix things right yeah. as a medical profession even humans right we all want to fix things and so the people you get into those professions that's our and so sometimes we feel like a failure and um some of my colleagues have a hard time doing euthanasia and they don't like doing it and that can come off in the euthanasia process as a cold person yeah even though they care never thought about even that. even though they care but also you know i've had families who are like oh, i don't want to go to this cold sterile place and they they talk about how like as if that's an interior design choice yeah and it's not <laughs> it's not there is a there is a functional reason why vet clinics are structured the way they are why there is a still table why it's for sanitary reasons right. it's for cleanliness it's for to keep down infectious disease it's not warm and cozy to say goodbye to your best friend your best four-legged friend it's just not now yeah. some places do have a have a grief room and they just use it as that but most businesses won't do that because they they need a room to to see appointments. They can't. Yeah. That's if that room is only used for euthanasias, they're not seeing that many. That from a business standpoint, that's not a, a good way to utilize a room. Um, but they do try their best. But it's not it's not great. You know, there's all sorts of dogs barking, all sorts of noises going on, things like that. So even 
my colleagues recognize that home is best. Right. Makes sense, too, because, I mean, yeah, I would feel more comfortable having you come into my home and do it than when I told you before, the last talk I had, when I took her to the vet, because I knew it was that time, I couldn't take her in. I had to meet my sister-in-law there. I just couldn't do it. But if I would have known you back then, had you come <laughs> to my house... Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, I would have been put at ease. Mm-hmm. I would have felt better. Um, you know, even the kids, you know, because both of my, my kids are young. Right. And uh, I think that would have made a big difference. But again, I never heard of that before. Right. It may not have been, may not have been around that long ago either. I don't either. think 16 years ago it was around. Is that what it, Oh, yeah. You said 16. God, you, yeah. You, you did. You remember that? <laughs> Holy cow. It was 16 years ago. Jeez. Yeah. So this, this type of little niche has probably been around, um, I think, the International Animal, uh, International Association for Animal Hospice and Palliative Care has only been around since 2009. Okay. And a colleague of mine started a, a company um, called Lap of Love. That's a national company. And I worked for her in Jersey. Um, and they started in 2009. So it kind of, like I said, it's fairly new. Only yeah. a little, what, 12 years? 12, I, yeah, somewhere around there. Oh, huh, okay. So, and it's it's still, uh, you know, it's, the profession is knowing about, is definitely knows about it more now than right. they did when I started in New Jersey. That's where I was before here. And um, because when I moved here and started marketing myself, the concept they understood they knew that they knew the concept so i was just a new face to the concept when i was in new jersey starting this because i started in 2013 so only a few years after this had been around nationally um they're like you do what (laughs) huh what is that and so i really do credit my colleagues especially the the founders of lap of love because they go to conferences all over the country right talking about Hey, you can do this in the clinic to, you know, to my colleagues. Hey, this is what we provide. We try to, they really do try to get the word out both on the veterinary side and on the public side. Hmm. So. Now, something very important. Tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, the website, phone number and all Sure, that. yeah. So the best way to get a hold of us is the website, which is uh, myeternalpawprints.com. So it's M as in Mary, Y as in Yo-Yo, eternalpawprints.com. And um, there is uh, tons of free information on there. Yes, there is. (laughs) (laughs) Which is you can download, you could do your own quality of life scale if you're worried about your pet but you're not sure, Uh, you know, disease information, things like that. There's also a contact us spot where um, you can fill out a form. So if you don't want to make a phone call right away, you can fill out a form and then somebody from my staff will, will contact you. Now, you don't have walk-in service, right? No, I don't. Okay. So my my office, because I do get asked, where's your office, is the four wheels out in the parking lot <laughs> is my truck. I don't have a brick. Your office is their home. That's right. <laughs> uh, so I don't have a brick and mortar, although right. people do ask me, which is very um, flattering when people ask me, where are you located? Because they want to come and you know see me yeah. for general practice stuff. But this is all I do, um, just in everybody's home. So. How did you come up with the name? Because I, I do I love the name. Eternal Pawprints. So I was fiddling with different names and some of the things that I talk to families, you know, I talk about you know, whether, you know, they're at peace, um, or they're you know, they're in eternal 
internal peace or mm-hmm. eternal ha- when I pronounce a pet that has passed away. Um, and I thought about something about grace, but um, a colleague of mine who does this also, but she's a very strict Jew. She's like, yeah, I don't know if that would fly with people who aren't Christian, the grace part. Oh, yeah. And I said, you know what? I didn't think about that. And so I liked, you know, people identify paw prints with pets. And so right. I really like the eternal, eternity part of it. So eternal paw prints. I will say I should have Googled the website. So the reason why there's a my in front of eternal paw prints. Oh, because there's already one? There's already eternalpawprints.com. <laughs> it's a website ah. that's not really used. Um, and Somebody just bought the domain probably. They used it for crematory purposes and then okay. they're not using it anymore. And they are selling it, but it's crazy expensive so i'm trying to i'm trying to talk them down but until then just wait for wait for them not to renew it give it a year yep, and then go ahead and yep, buy it. exactly that's all you gotta do and then i'll just <laughs> yeah but so that's but i had colleagues who kind of wanted to go on their own i was like make sure you look up the domain name first before you start making logos and yes registering business names and such <laughs> or you could do I mean, you can you can always do a play on words too, and I did right. that with one of my businesses. Yeah. You know, you think about when when people are going to search for your business. Just the other thing you do is see what the main keywords that people search for is, yep. and then make that try to get that as your domain if yep. you're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. If you're lucky, but it's still my eternal paw prints. Right. Is I mean that's very easy to remember, mm-hmm. and I'm sure. Well, even when I Googled it, yours was the first one up. It better. Yeah. When I, because I, uh, I Googled. Um, I pay for my Google ads. Uh, and they do help. <laughs> so the chamber, because you, you said you've been with the chamber for what, two months? A couple months. I, a, I can't a couple remember. months. Yeah. Um, and we already know that you met some great people. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about my sweetheart, Cindy Skilton. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She probably doesn't listen to me anyway. So. I'll tell her too. <laughs> no, she does sometimes. Um, but first of all, what made you decide to join the chamber? So I've always had it in my back of my mind. I've had a colleague um, and mentor who, when I was in vet school and I went to go uh, hang out with him for a couple of weeks, you know, he said it's always good to get involved mm-hmm. in the community, um, especially with the businesses and things like that. So the chamber has always been on my mind. Um and when I was in New Jersey, I really, I wasn't servicing, I wanted to service my community where I was, but I just wasn't getting a lot of business there. And right. I, I was hitting a lot of, out. Jersey's really condensed, so it really wouldn't have made sense. But here, you know, when I moved here and I talked to a couple of other friends that own businesses that had joined it, and I said, well, do you get anything out of it? Like, what's the point? And I really liked the community. And so eventually I, I kind of looked into it and researched it and things like that. I was like, you know, this is a good idea. This is a good place to be. Right. I like this community. I, I'm here. Uh, this is a good place to get involved and make connections. Smart thinking. <laughs> Smart thinking. So out of the two months – What's what's the biggest thing that you have gotten out of the chamber so far? I think information of who's in the chamber, mm-hmm. where I can, you know, get um, my information out there uh, is a real thing. And, and events that they post on the on the Facebook page, um, and I even 
put up there, hey, does anybody know about any events? You know, just the community there right. is really great. Um, talking to you, I've, I've gotten to know you. The trivia was great. I had fun doing that. Uh, <laughs> Bring it back, Heather. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, you know, I was going to go to the um, – I, I, I wanted to go to the Christmas holiday thing. But the Jingle I, Mingle. I was going to go, but it was on a different day that I had already something planned. But So the networking events, I really love just doing those yeah. kinds of things. Uh, and then the marketing opportunities and, and things like that. So uh, those are all um, – there are a few network free networking things that I still have to um, do. Yeah. But I, there's that list that's on there, and um, I forgot who called me when I originally applied. But we were on the phone forever, and she was telling me she was doing kind of the same thing. Oh, I wish I had known about you. This is awesome. It was probably, us... it was probably Heather or Kate. Maybe Kate. Okay. Um, and my daughter has this dog, and we got to figure it out. Everybody's been so – once you figure out what I do, people have been like, oh, I want to help you. I want to do this. Right. They're just – and so not being from here, it's been very helpful yeah. to try to just get the word out because that's really – at this point, all the veterinarians in the area know I'm here, um, and they do refer. But this is a topic that people don't know to ask, and they don't know it's, it's here. And so when you don't know something exists and you don't feel comfortable asking about it, you just got to get it out there. And well, so actually, how long have you been here? Since uh, 2020. Since 2020. January 1st, 2020, my website went live. So you've been here in Maryland since 2020 and started your business. Yep. And then joined the... Ch so started my really business and then had a pandemic. Oh, yeah. I forgot about <laughs> that. How could I forget about that, cheese? And then joined the chamber. So you're... I mean, you're serious about all. I mean, you're going in. What do you say? How do they say it? Jumping full, you know, jumping into the all water. All in, yeah. Yeah, all in. Chips all which in. Which is great. I love that. Well, you have to. I yeah. mean, when you own a business and it's all commission, right? It's if well, my, yeah. my seven year old just realized <laughs> the other day, he said, So, mommy, if you don't have appointments, you don't make any money. And I said, Yeah, honey, that's how it works. Yep. I was like, Daddy's on a salary. He gets paid no matter what. Mommy's got to work. And he's yeah. like, okay. And yeah. he's so sweet. He was like, I'll pray for more appointments. I said, there you go. <laughs> Man, I need to tell my daughter to do that. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> I'm so, missing something there. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> he, uh, that, but yeah. And so we just try and I got to, you know, I hit the ground running. Right. That's and good. I, and, it, and it really paid off right before the pandemic um, because I did make connections also outside of the outside of the Bel Air community, but people mm -hmm. who were here, other veterinarians, friendly competition, and getting to know them before the pandemic was very valuable because uh, it it turned out that I was the only one going indoors. I was going to say, when did you be considering an essential essential business? I, I was an essential employee. I was an okay. essential employee. Thank God, veterinarians were considered yeah. essential. And then, but I was the only one who did this in the area that was going indoors because the other company based out of Baltimore, uh, the owner there, she's got several veterinarians. And so for liability reasons at the time, they didn't feel comfortable. Right. And then the other veterinarian who I knew was in the area, um, she was older and she had health issues. And so she stopped seeing during the pandemic at all. Right. And so for me, it was good that I made those connections because I was brand new and then a pandemic. How am I supposed to get appointments? Yeah. And so without, the, and so they were referring me a lot. That's good. So with the chamber, the chamber website, please tell me you have 
logged on and taking advantage of, you know, well, first of all, setting all up your information, putting your website in there. And I guess, the, well, yeah, you could offer member to member deals. Have you considered doing that? I haven't yet. I have to think about it because I do offer deals already to um, veterinarian professionals. Right. So for anybody who works at a veterinary clinic or a veterinarian, um, but I haven't considered member to member. I have to think about it. It's possible. I it, could do it's that. definitely worth it. Yeah, I if, could definitely yeah. think about it. Um, you know, percentage off here or there. Right. Um, definitely is, is, I've never, not, all the chamber members, well, a majority of chamber members have pets. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> I, yep. I forgot what the number is of how many pets. I think there's like at least one per household, if not like two, I want to say it's like two and a half per household on average. Right. Believe it or not, wow. there's more cats than dogs. Cats are, yep. I do believe that. But do you know that more dogs go to the veterinarian than cats do? I believe that. Well, there's a lot of feral cats, too. No, 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 but I'm saying cats in the house, house, house cats. There are more cats in households well, why, than, than why dogs. Why do more dogs go to vets, then? So dogs have to have um, a lot more checkup stuff, vaccines and things like that, especially if they go out or they go to the board, if they go to a groomer, if they get boarded, if they go to the dog park, if they do this, if they do that. They're also more amenable to a car ride, and they're more... Um, uh, we have more interactions with them because they're more social a lot of the times. Now, cats can be social, but they... <laughs> the cats on, can be social? The look on your face. Yes, cats can be social, but they're not a pack animal. So they're independent animals. And so because of their independence, it's a catch-22. Well, if they're independent, then there's nothing wrong with them. Then we don't need to take them in. Right. And it's a pain in the neck to get a cat into a carrier. And then they don't like the car. I mean, I, I understand where cats are coming from. If you got plucked literally at the scruff of your neck and shoved into a box and then the box <laughs> shakes side to side yeah and then you get put into this thing that you can't see anything but it you can feel that it's turning corners and you're getting motion sick and you feel like you're gonna vomit and maybe you do like my cat who vomits pees and poops just down the street I mean, you're already terrified before you get to the clinic. And then you get to the clinic, and all there are barking dogs. And you Oh, yeah, I never thought about that. I mean, so we're trying to change this in the profession. Um, and so to because cats hide things better than dogs, They because of their independent nature, we don't really pay as much attention to right. them. And they need the physicals just like dogs do. And so uh, – and people don't want to bring them because – because of everything I just mentioned. God, thank you. You know what? <laughs> I know we're talking about the chamber, but. No, I know, but I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm, if this was on video, <laughs> people would be cracking up. Now, y'all listening, you can't see me, but when Dr. Shannon is sitting there describing the card ride for the cat, she's swaying back and forth, and I'm just, I'm holding the laughter in. It's like, God, I wish this was on video it right is. now. <laughs> well, so I'll have to find it and I'll send it to you. Um, a teacher of mine filmed, it's a two-part film, and it's from the cat's point of view, and it's from oh, the human's point of view. <laughs> I'll send it to you. It's on YouTube. You can attach it. <laughs> oh, God, that is too funny. So, yeah, back to the chamber. I mean, so <laughs> I logged in. <laughs> 
I've logged in. I put in my information. Good. Uh, and like I said, the, there's tons of stuff on there about how to, you know, for marketing. Some of it's, um, I think it was like a PDF. And I some of it's all, there's a ton of it that was like free information right. like this. Um, and then some of it was like very small monetary costs to putting in an ad here or there, right. which was, you know, and then just really, you know, uh, the, the networking is, you know. Oh, the networking, the chamber. That's was really. The weekly newsletter. The weekly newsletter the and then just networking events mm -hmm. and what is it? The coffee connections, which I haven't gone to yet, but I plan on it. Those are, I think, are really going to benefit my business and what I do. Yeah. Versus, you know, because some of the stuff that the chambers do offer, which are all great for businesses, either don't apply to me or I already have. The other thing that, and a lot of chamber members don't realize this because there are some chamber members that can't make the events. I, unfortunately, I'm one of them. A lot of the events I can't make. So, for those of you listening, one thing I would suggest, and I do this all the time, I'll go out and either use a business that's a member of the chamber or I'll go visit them. I don't tell them who I am a lot of times, <laughs> you know, just because I, if I feel if I go, like if I go into a restaurant and that restaurant is a member of the chamber, if I tell them who I am, I, I, in a way I feel they'll give me uh, better service. And I don't want that. I, I want to now afterwards I may tell them, um, but, I mean, there are so many great people in this chamber. And one of the things I've said before, and I've always said this, it's like family. I've been in, I've been in several t chambers throughout the years, and this is definitely by far the best one. Yeah, the interactions I've had have been so great. Yeah. I mean, just welcoming. I mean, even just talking to you, we could – we could talk for, I mean, we have uh, talked for hours, <laughs> but you know, like I feel it's just very welcoming and yeah. heartwarming and very, uh, oh, how can we help you? This is awesome. Here's what I did. Very informative, mm -hmm. you know, on how to start a business or how to get your business out there or, or things like that. So I think that's uh, one of the biggest things I liked about it when I was looking into it for sure. Oh, without a doubt. Tell everybody again how they can get in touch with you. Unless you have a question for me. I, I don't have a question good. for you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody once again how they can get in touch with you. It's calling me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> so the, the website is the best way. Uh, so it's myeternalpawprints.com. You can also give us a call at 410-777-8557. Uh, but all the information is on the website. So that's the best place. We do have a Facebook page and we do have an Instagram. But again... If you want to contact us, go to the website. And well, and those links are on the Facebook or on the website as well. Oh so yes, people, definitely. Okay, yeah, all of that's up there. Whew, man, I'm not <laughs> with it today, Doctor Shannon. Thank you so much. Of course, again. of course, my pleasure. And um, God, best of luck to you, and and welcome to Harford County. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a chance to officially do that because of that stupid pandemic thing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of the Harford Business Beat. If you're a member of the chamber and you would like to come on the podcast, just contact me. Email rbennett, that's two N's, two T's, at harfordcountyliving.com. Again, rbennett at harfordcountyliving.com. Or you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. And we'll go ahead and get it scheduled and get you set up so you can come on. You can tell everybody about your business, whether they're in the chamber or not. They're going to find out more about you. Again, rbennett 
at HarfordCountyLiving.com. Until next time, my name is Rich Bennett with Harford County Living. Stay safe and stay busy.